Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello, Evan. I uh, hope you all had a good weekend, Toffees. Uh, not often we get one like that, is it, Matt? No, it's, it's not, mate. And I, I want you to talk me through how it, how it all felt for you and, and what you did and stuff like that, because we haven't spoke, have we, really, since, we since, really? since Saturday night? All the WhatsApp groups at the moment are just a blur of just messages yeah. of people sending photos from the game, replays of the goals, mad videos. Uh, so how, how do you feel after it all, mate? Yeah, the last 36 hours has been a bit of a blur. I, uh, I found myself going out to the shop about nine o'clock last night for another bottle of wine. <laughs> just <laughs> had to sort of extend the celebrations. It's not big or clever. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just the, the, the feel-good factor from that win. I think in the way we won it as well, because I know I know there's been a bit of cry arson over the penalty, which it's a penalty all day, to be honest. But even if we didn't have that penalty, I know they could have had a late rally at the end and that, that killed them off effectively. But we showed nothing really in that game to suggest that they deserved anything out of it. And I think it was the manner of the win that there was really no comeback from anyone because we fully deserved it. We didn't go there and like get a scruffy win. Like, like I said, on what's the score? I said, I quite like to see an early goal and we just get a dead scruffy win and do the Reds in. It looked like it might be like that, but we dominated, really, from start to... Well, in, in terms of Ancelotti's game plan, we dominated the game because I think everything he planned to happen, happened, didn't it? Just just look at, like, the, um, the team selection, the, the poker face bit, which I actually loved that clip of Clockwork, <laughs> that Alan and um, Calvert-Lewin all started. Um, just everything played out perfectly, which it just never happens. Yeah, I think I think that that's so right because you'd, you'd think that he he when he set that team up, I think his ideal situation in the game from an attacking point of view is Rodriguez getting the ball in space in front of their back four and Richarlison running behind, and that that happened in it within a few minutes. And I think the other thing you probably would have accounted for is that 
when he put Calvert-Lewin on after an hour, he wanted us to be a bit more of a threat on the counter-attack, have a bit more of an outlet at the top end of the pitch. And I, I know there were loads of heroes on, on Saturday, which I'm sure we're going to speak up, but I thought Don was amazing when he came on. Yeah. You know, for the last half an hour, he just he just ran them ragged and gave them something completely different to think about. And, you know, they've just done a feature on Sky there with Carragher about looking at the, the man marking of Coleman on Robertson and, and Holgate on Mane and how, how well that works. So, yeah, I think you're right, mate. The, the manager got it got it absolutely spot on. And, you know, sometimes we, we do we do what's the score, don't we? And the team selections are mad. I mean, they don't work like Fulham. Then you get other games like Wolves away. Yeah. Where we get on like Saturday where you thought, what on earth is he playing out of here? I've got no, no idea what's going on. Yeah. And they produce performances <laughs> like that. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think everything he would have... I think if he could have, like, wrote down what, what was going to happen ideally in the game at certain points... I think, and you, and you sort of put them next to each other, what actually happened, you'd probably get about 70, 80% of the things that, that he wrote yeah. down before the game actually happened in the game. So, yeah, massive credit to the manager. He was great. What I loved as well is it's, it's the first time in a long time that I can remember we've actually exploited the team's weakness. Yeah, and especially we, then, mate. So, it was even even right down to Alisson, the closing down on him, because he, he looked really dodgy on his feet all of a sudden. All those passes were so safe. No first time passes. He's always take a touch before laying it off short. So we, you know, we got stuck into him. We got stuck into the defense. I think Jordan Henderson going off was massive, to be honest, in the scheme. You no, know, well, I actually thought they were probably a bit better when he wasn't on the pitch, but I don't know. I just he, think, yeah, I just think with him, he's got, he's got a goal threat as well, hasn't he? Like that volley. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's like the players he bring on. He's a leader. He's, 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 you know, he's their leader as well, isn't he? You know, yeah. whatever you say about him in that sense, and. I imagine from their point of view, there would have been a sense of, oh my God, not again. But, you know, who's asked about them? Exactly. Yeah. I think the, the other thing as well, and it, I think it's been infuriating us for years, this hasn't, that we don't start games like that, even this season. You know, we, we've got a whole first half and we've not done as much as we've done in the first 10 minutes of that game um, because we're dead slow and we're sluggish to get going. But there, you know, we've got a corner within like 10 seconds, didn't we? And we were right on them. From the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we just never do that. And it, it just shows like, if you start the game with that intensity, it really knocks the other team for six. And that's generally what they do to us. They, did it, they certainly did it to us at Goodison. We were on the ropes for 20 minutes there. It was the other way around at Anfield. And, you know, it's just good to see that we've got, we, we, well, we had the belief to do that because we've not had it all season, really, have we? Since the start no. of the season, we've not started the game like that. No, but if, I think it was, it was a combination of us doing well, them being terrible, and the wins mm-hmm. just being mental and I've, I've got a, I've done a piece actually it's going up going to go up on the site a bit later on and it's about Richarlison and, and Hammers and you know having having game changes in the um, mm. in the squad and I think th- those first those first like three minutes I've sort of gone back and watched them and it's there's just so much madness like we knocked the ball from the kickoff as you say they give away a corner we nearly score from the corner with Godfrey then they have a bit of easy possession they lash it long Bounces around the midfield. The goat Thiago just passes it out of play. Holgate takes a throw in twice. It bounces <laughs> yeah. twenty yards up the pitch. The same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it bounces around in midfield. It's a bit of head tennis. Bit of head tennis. And then Hamas Rodriguez gets the ball, and it's like, oh. and like everyone yeah. just like, and he's got this great, this great feature of of slowing the game down and speeding it up at the same time. And it's like as, as soon as he was on it, it was like right. It was the first bit of calm really from anyone in the entire football match. And I think, you know, we, we've, we've spoken so much down the years about 
why our record at Anfield. And let's be honest, it's, it's not just there, is it? It's Old Trafford, it's the Emirates, Stamford Bridge, Stamford Bridge, yeah. wherever. Um, why it's so poor, and there's there's loads of reasons for that. But I think often we just haven't had enough game changes and, and game changes at, at the highest level to, to be able to just change the course of a football match with one swing of a boot. With a boot. You know, we, we've typically been sides that have been, you know, okay as a unit, haven't we? We've been defensively solid. But we haven't really had any, you know, star star players yeah. in there. Yeah. But what he did, what he did in the opening moments of that of that game. Is why why you sign players like him, isn't it? Mm. No, and I think credit to Richarlison as well. I put him into that bracket because we've seen a player in the last few weeks that scored twice against Tottenham. You know, you know, a season-defining game potentially for us. You know, five-four yeah. scored against City in midweek, and you know, he, he doesn't even look up, does he, when he's through on goal? There, it's head down, finishing it well, and and you know, he's putting Everton ahead early in the game. And I think <laughs> having players like that is is so important when you go into mm. the big stadiums because so often the games are a bit mad the tight you don't really have much of the ball so when you get the ball you need to have players that can use it well and, and those two thankfully did but you know people get the comments in as well how, how are you feeling about it tell us how you you celebrated Saturday night what you've been doing today you've been winding up your red neighbours or family members with anything as well um, what are we at all that so, so let, us, let us know what the last 36 hours have looked like for you the big the big thing for us here was um, what's it with my dad and the kids um, support bubble it's fine and um, it's the first time the kids have ever well Jay was alive and, well they were both alive when we beat them in 2010 which was like five and Joe was like one so they don't remember it at all so this was the first time they've ever seen us win a derby or ever seen us do anything of any note in a derby so to see them that ecstatic was just unreal. They were getting so they were getting stressed out to the point where they were walking out the room with five minutes to go, even when we scored. As soon as we scored the penalty, Joe, Joe mentioned the Newcastle game. And it was like, what? oh God. <laughs> Joe. Well, it's, I know, but it's like it's, it's it's these things play on your mind, don't they? You can't you can never ever settle, and especially when it's them. But it's the way, like, you know, you don't you don't teach your kids that that's just in them. They, they have that, they have that feeling whereby. Yeah, this still might not go our way. This, and and it's not—it's not unjustified, that is it? Because in the oh, past we, all, have, we, have, we have done that, haven't we? And you know, yeah, you know, you, you can't—you can't underestimate the effect those games have on you. And it's like when, when people say we need to knock that Everton thing in the head, you, you literally can't because you've seen it that many times. And let's face it—if we'd have got beaten three-two there, that would have been just another way to get beat at Anfield, being two-nil up with five minutes left or something stupid like that. Thankfully. They had a lot more about them, and I think the stuff went out of Liverpool with that penalty, didn't it? Yeah, and again, like I was watching some of the highlights, like the extended highlights, because obviously we're going to be talking about this game a lot this week, and you know, why the hell not? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really good that after the second goal, they 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 kick off and we win it back, and we just put together like it's about ten passes, like just like crisp first time, like it goes into midfield, goes out to Sigurdsson, and it's like, yeah, they're just in control. They're just, they're just really in control of all this. And, you know, mm. I think, it, it, you know, after we'd scored to go 2-0 up, I was still thinking, right, we could still mess this up because it's Everton and it's them. But I just remember that little moment of play being like, feeling me a bit more confidence. Like, yeah, they, they've got this. They know what they're doing. And the fact as well that they were throwing themselves over at any point. I think, think that, you know, I think, you know, after we go two up, Manny dives, doesn't he? When yeah. Keane puts his hand on his back and, 
Salah's already done it, hasn't he? Salah's done it twice, I think, and the early in, in, yeah. in the game as well. And I think that's, you know, granted, these are players that do this sort of thing quite often, to be fair. But I think if you're, if you're a defender and you're playing up against someone like that and you're going into the game thinking, right, I need to worry about Mane's skill and his movement and Salah cutting in on his left foot and all those sorts of things. And you get to a point in the game where they're diving, trying to, you know, win penalties or cheap free kicks or whatever, you must think, yeah, I've got him here. You know, if, if, yeah. if he's resorting to that kind of thing. So I imagine that would have filled our, our lads with confidence. But uh, it, was, it was just great seeing, like, like I said, you know, the, the photos of you guys watching it all together. Uh, we had so many people sending photos to the Blue Room Twitter on Saturday night when Dave put a tweet out saying, what are you all drinking? And, you know, it was just flooded <laughs> in. And you think you're right about the, the Everton that thing because I've always said that we're entitled to feel like that mm. because we've seen it happen so many times. And if Everton aren't going to be Everton that anymore, it's up to the players and the manager t- to change that. And yeah. listen, listen it, it, it's still in there. We've seen it against Fulham and Newcastle. We've lost Rome next. Yeah, we've yeah. lost like you know how many how many how many games in a, have they gone without defeat or whatever. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But you know, it's still it is still there. But mm. I think when you've got you have experiences like this, which this this team can can go through together, and you know they can look at each other if you know they're struggling at Stamford Bridge or they're goal down, they can look each other in the eye and say, mm. "We were two 0 down at United and came back and got a draw." You know, if they're ahead in a game somewhere and they're under a bit of pressure, they can look at each other and go, yeah, I was next to you on the pitch when we got through against Liverpool when we were winning 1-0 and we, we eventually, you know, we, we got a big win there. Like those experiences are really, they're really galvanising for, for a lot of people, uh, for the players. And when we see when we see them as fans doing that and getting through that mm-hmm. together, you start to believe a little bit more and believe a little bit more. Well, it's something we've not had for years and we've, we've said it a lot on this, haven't we? We've said sort of, at these big away games, the reason our record is so bad is because if we do go behind, the arses go and it's like, well, we don't know what to do now. Or even sometimes if you go ahead, it's like, well, what do we do now? We're ahead. Because it did feel like that for a lot of the games to me. I thought we scored really early. It was such a weird feeling that, yeah, this is brilliant that we're ahead. But if, if we mess this up now, it's going to be so much worse. In a way, you'd feel more comfortable being 1-0 down after an hour. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, stupid. it's a stupid thing to say. But the fact that you've gone, you got one nil ahead for like an hour, and you're thinking, "We've got this here." And if this, you know, if this goes now, this is going to be terrible. It's just a really weird way of thinking about things now because I think this team, for the Fulham defeats, for the Newcastle defeats, you know, they've pulled United out the bag. We, we, we've beaten the Reds away. We've, we've overcome that. You know, getting pulled back four, no, three times against Tottenham to win. You know, in a game where you'd expect us to lose. You know, if, if Tottenham come back three times against us, especially yeah. being 3-1 up. You kind of think, well, obviously the next goal is going to be Tottenham. And uh, as Jack said, it was, a, it was a plucky defeat kind of thing. So we're kind of, we're slowly overcoming that. It's going to take a bit longer. Oh, it's, it's, it's so deep-rooted, isn't it? It's, you know, yeah. it's not good. You know, Angelotti's only been here, you know, just over a year, hasn't he? You know, let, let's be honest. It, that, was his, that was obviously his first time in Anfield in the Premier League, but that was his first proper go. Yeah, Everton manager at Anfield because you know I think the, the when we went there and, and lost in the cup that was his third game in charge overall. It's about that, yeah. So you know, it, it was December, it was January, wasn't it? Early January. You know, so he's had four derbies. He's drawn two. The, you know, the first one after lockdown in a game where we had you know, the midfield that day and the injuries we had was was horrendous. And we managed to, mm-hmm. to get a nil nil. 
we had the 2-2, which you maybe were a bit lucky in that day, admittedly, although we've played some good stuff at times. And we've had this one today. So I think he's just so good at setting a team up for these big matches, isn't he? I think I think that's what we're learning. Maybe he doesn't get the plan quite right when the onus is on us and we've got to attack and, and break teams down. Maybe that might change with you know, what is close to being a fully fit squad now. We can get an 11 on the pitch that was like what we saw earlier in the season. But I think when you when he when he really thinks about a lineup and really thinks about a tactical plan and how to stop an opposition team, more often than not, he, he tends to get it right, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah, and you think the, the big thing at Anfield was the fact that not a single player let him down there. Um, I think I said on was it on the I think it was on the weekly. The big worry is that Jordan Pickford plays in goal and the whole thing gets to him. Um, yeah. He was absolutely that's probably the best I've ever seen him play for us. He was. Yeah. He was on it with absolutely everything. That that save from, from Jordan Henderson, you can't overestimate how good a save and how important at that point in the game that was. Well, I, I was listening to something this morning, mate, and they said someone said on on it, I would dig them out because I do really like them as a the journalist. Um but he didn't <laughs> he did he didn't make any saves that you know that were particularly special. And you know, all, all the saves were pretty much standard ones. I was thinking that one in the first half. Um, yeah. it, you know, it was hardly Tim Howard against Belgium, was it? Oh, my word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that, that one in the first half is, is ridiculously good. Oh, right. so, do you know what? If, if, if you watch clips of Southall and he pulls that off, you're thinking that's a hell of a save. And I'm not, not comparing him to Southall because no one will ever compare to Southall. But that save alone, it's, you know, it, it's such a good volley. It's right in the corner. It's low down. And he tips it behind him. It, it's basically behind him when he tips it. It's it's kind of similar to one Southall did against Chef Webb, uh, where Imbray Verardi gets a little touch on it. At this yeah, I what you mean. I've never seen it. It's basically in the back of the net. Verardi's running off, uh, celebrating, and he just tips it round the post. But it, it was that good a save. And you know, at that point in the game, if if their captain scores an absolute worldie like that, suddenly then we're like, all right, here we go. This is how it goes now. And it, yeah. it just, I think that give everyone definitely give them a lift. The things you know what we could do this year, and he carried it on. The save against Salah was brilliant. His handling was good all night. He punched at the right time. He did everything absolutely spot on. And you, you just want him to kick on with that now, don't you? Yeah, I think yeah. Just yeah, on that save as well. Though on the first half, you go back and watch the, the highlights of it, which I'm sure everyone will do again. Um, Coleman like properly celebrates it. It's like a double yeah. double fist pump, and like Holgate goes over to him. So you know this is. They'll know how important the game it was for him and all the stuff he's gone through. And, you know, they'll have seen him working hard in training and, you know, they know what he's like. And I don't think by any means we can, we can sit, you know, on Saturday night, we'll give him a 10 year contract. But <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we can sit here right now and say that, you know, all is forgiven and, you know, be naive enough to say that Everton won't be looking at a, a new goalkeeper in the summer because they might have to be. Yeah. But, it's one of them, isn't it, where if things are going to turn around for, for Jordan, then he, he needed this sort of game, didn't he? In, in, yeah. in a fixture, like a high-profile fixture like this, where he just done, done everything right, was composed, made some great saves, his kicking was really good, and he, he looked like the goalkeeper we had in, in, in that first season. And I think all, all the issues started for him, really, didn't he? After the Origi goal, and he's never really been quite yeah. the same since then. So you just want to hope that that can be one bookend on a, a poor time at Everton, and he can sort of, he sort of exercise that now by a, a good performance and a winning display at Anfield, and he can he can you know put that behind him as well. But um, yeah, you, 
great, great night. Good, show what he's capable of, 100%. And, you know, you want to see that more often. Um, but he is open now. He can do it for 5, 10, 15 games until the end of the season. And if he does yeah. keep performing like that, then we're going to be in with a great chance of being top six or top four. Yeah, and you, you can't underestimate the vote of confidence that'll give him that Ancelotti's gone with him. Because it would have been the easiest thing in the world, the most understandable thing in the world, to just not play him in that game. Especially as they wheeled out uh, Van Dijk for his first game back at Anfield in a long time. Sat in the stands, growling there. Um, you know, that was obviously set up, wasn't it, for like the big revenge that never uh, came up. So. You, you were desperate for Liverpool to score, weren't you? For it to come yeah. to Van Dijk celebrating or, or was, something like that. It, it was the way Henderson went down injured, which they got a free kick for, weirdly. And it cut straight to Van Dijk on the telly. As if there was any sort of correlation between him doing his hamstring. And there's another player that's injured for them. It was just, the way it was set up was just pretty abysmal, wasn't it? I wonder if it, he'll be at any other games this season. Probably not. Yeah. I assume, probably. Oh, God, yeah. It was just, I, I remember at the start of the game when I saw that, I'm just feeling like, oh, it's Carragher on commentary. Going to be cutting away to him in the stands whenever they score. This has got the potential to be a horrific <laughs> afternoon, but obviously all turned out well. And we've got some some comments in. Um, Mark Ellis is saying, "Great hat, Les." Thanks. I thought to get the men in hats back. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, people were not happy about the lack of Daves on the post-match reaction. That never mind. Never, never mind. Winning at Anfield, everyone was fuming. There was no hat. <laughs> um, Will Roberts said, great day. I couldn't wait to get into work t- today. I usually hate Mondays. Uh, I was pissed Saturday night. had a great night. And Laura, um, who I imagine nearly had a heart attack when she was coming at the header at the cop end. <laughs> How unlucky was that? Laura is Seamus' biggest fan, for those of you who don't know. I uh, said, I watched my mum and dad, uh, dad a cop like mum blue. And mum ran around the living room shouting cop like to cop shite. It was a wonderful night. <laughs> Uh, and Rob Vera, who of course did a big swim in the snow on Saturday. Um, Hats off to Rob for that. Yeah, I don't know if he's put the, um, the video on Twitter or not yet, but I have seen it. I can't confirm he's done it. We need to get him to put it up. Um, saying no point in trying to draw too many long-term conclusions from this. Best just to end. Uh, enjoy this game for what it is and what it means to end a breaking a dumb streak. It goes doubly for Jordan Pickford. I don't know. I, I think there will be some long-term benefits from this and ter- certainly in terms of, of derby matches because yeah. it's just going to be nice isn't it next time we play them at Anfield to not have to sit there and go oh it's 23 years since we last beat them and beat you know yeah. as, much, as much as we said that the Emerson that thing is not our fault it's the fault of the players you know whenever whenever we do these previews for these games we're all very down in the dumps aren't we when really it should be a game we're looking forward to yeah well it, it is the, it, <coughs> the old cliche is one of the first fixes you look for but it is because you want to see <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I said, you know, I suppose, I suppose the stat now falls on them, doesn't it? At Goodison, because they've not won there in five years now, won't it? it? Was the Mane game the last time they won? And that's the only one, that's one win in 10 years. So that was 2016. Yeah. So since we've smart that, isn't it? They've won once at Goodison. God, will Liverpool ever win a derby again? That's what I'm asking. I don't think they will. <laughs> I think we've got, we've, we've got this sorted now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just just thinking about the long the long term implications of this, and it's easy to get ahead of yourself, but why not? Um, you kind of think they can look at they can look at each other now and think, right, we've beat the, the champions there. City yeah. are the best team in the division. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But we've beat the champions there. That's got to count for something. If you can do it against them, it gives me a lot more heart for this cup game against City 
because in a one-off occasion, you know, City have, City have comprehensively in the end, it was a routine win against us, wasn't it? Mm. But you think if we can take what we did at Anfield, take anything we've learned from that league game, take that into the cup game. And, you know, anything can happen. It gets you thinking again, doesn't it? You know, if, yeah. we, if we lose that at Anfield, we're suddenly looking at that cup game thinking, oh, for God's sake, we're going to get battered there. And then you're looking at Southampton thinking, oh, they're on a terrible run. So what's to say we're going to do anything about them? Suddenly we're finishing ninth again in our heads. And it's all, it's all doom and gloom. But now again, you know, we, you level points with Liverpool going into March, the next game. It's like that's that good. That's that's the Champions League places that's on. Basically, it's it, it's in our hands effectively. because uh, it basically, you know, what is it? Beat Villa go fourth, isn't it? That's the new thing. Now. <laughs> well, West Ham is still up there. We need to worry about them maybe as well. Can you imagine? No, oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> that's what's gonna do us, isn't it? I know. But yeah, do top four. You're right about the cup, isn't it? I think I think Mike was was spot on before we um played Tottenham and he said that whatever happens in this Tottenham game, Everton's season's not over. And and yeah. so often we've got to cut matches much earlier than this usually in the season, haven't we? We've got to a point where it's like, we've got to win this game, otherwise, you know, the 10th going into February and it's going to be it and we're not going to win trophies again. But as much as, you know, for me, winning a trophy is still the, the big priority for us. Mm. It's nice to know that even if Manchester City do beat us, which, you know, let's be honest, they probably will, that we have still got something to, to play for in the Premier League. And that sort of takes the pressure off it a bit, doesn't it? It's, it's not yeah. having the entire season hinge on, on one game because you, you're fighting on multiple fronts and, and that's what good sides do. But yeah, you're right. In regards to City, who knows what's going to be, what form they're going to be in by the time that comes around. It's March, isn't it? Middle of March, we playing them. Yeah, I think so. Um, and they're playing Champions League games. You no. Know, might have picked up another couple of injuries. They might have lost a couple of games by then, just taking the eye off the ball because they're so far yeah. ahead. Who knows? And, you know, hopefully by that point, we'll have Alan and Don fully back in the side and, and fully fit as well. So we'll, we'll be stronger than we were when we played them last time. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, just on that, given given the performance Tom Davis put in, he was absolutely outstanding. That that pass to set Richarlison off for the second goal is unbelievable because he could have just hoofed that. I was screaming at him as the ball went to his I was like, what are you doing? Just get out. <laughs> and then I see Richarlison was in, yeah. It was an absolute slide. I mean, the turn off Richarlison was unreal as well. But that was an absolute slide rule pass that he really had no right playing considering the time the time that it was in the game and where the ball was on the edge of our box. Um, but that's the thing, isn't it? He, he's always had that. And that, I think that's why he gives away possession a lot. Or, you know, when people say, oh, we gave the ball away so many times in this game, which he's been guilty of for the past few seasons a lot. I think it's because he does look. He doesn't look for the obvious pass. Like you could, could have Morgan Schneiderlin with like a ninety percent pass completion rate or something, but he'd be popping off little passes to the centre halves and legging it. Tom Davis always does try and look up and get the forward pass away. Now he's got options of players running forward and making good runs like Richarlison was. They're gonna come off more often than not, and it's just his, his complete performance there was just brilliant. So you can't think if if he can sort of make that pivotal six position his own now. Give Alan and Decore a bit more license to run on. That looks a really good midfield with Sigurdsson and Gomez sort of in reserve. Because I thought Sigurdsson came on and did really well. He, he yeah. did that sort of job that he was doing earlier in the season where he was coming on for the last 20, keeping it simple, settling it down. There wasn't too much pressure on him to go looking for the ball. He just kept it all simple. Obviously, started the penalty, which was a really good penalty as well. Um and you kind of think, well, that, that midfield now, there's a lot of options in there and it looks it looks really good. 
Yeah, I think what what that that three potentially does with Davis, Decore, and Alan, you know, it is. What's well, not? It's, it's on the defensive side, isn't it? You know, there's not there's not like a ball player in there. It's a creative player. Yeah. But I think what that would probably like to do is get away with playing Hammers in the front three, maybe on on the right hand side, or playing you know in front of that three with Dom and Richarlison playing the split strikers or something like that. Because yeah. you've got you've got so much so much legs and so much you know defensive tenacity in that midfield that you can probably get away with it a bit more. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I think sort of playing that four three one two. I think that would be my preferred choice because you've got Hammers just got the freedom of the pitch to do whatever he wants. I think I think these last few games have proven that Richarlison is definitely a striker. He um, he thrives up front, doesn't he? You know, you look yeah. at them when, and that, and that was another big key thing in the match. Uh, I think Moses said it on the post match. Um, normally, there Richarlison comes off, Calvert Lewin comes on, but we didn't do that. We saw right; these have got a weakness. We might as well go for it. And the two of them played up front. You know, and it, it paid off because we yeah. scored a penalty. We could have scored. We could have scored another one, one or two, maybe even. Uh, yeah, Charleston got yeah. through, didn't he? And then came back on his left foot. For some yeah, reason, didn't, the he just blasted, but... shouldn't he? And then Sigurdsson. I think he might have just thought shot. he was offside. Yeah. It was a great Oh, that Sigurdsson shot. That Sigurdsson shot at the end, if that had gone in. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, imagine. Because I, I haven't even seen a replay of that. They didn't even show. Like, I, it's hard to tell how close it was, but it looked like it just. It did look. Yeah, because you see it from the one angle, don't you? Yeah, because I think it goes out, doesn't it? And then they take the goal kick very quickly, and then it's, it's full time. And obviously, yeah. the focus is on the, the, um, the celebrations and all that. But it looked like it was really because I seen the net like ripple. Obviously, you must have just you know brushed the side netting with it. And I thought that, at first, I thought it was in, but yeah. you know, three 0 would have been a bit greedy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think we've ended though. Jesus, I know, I know. I'll quickly roll through. Um, some comments. Uh, Will Roberts, if we play like that against City, we're a good chance of beating them. Is right, mate. Why not? Uh, Mark Ellison, Everton are playing like the park end away from home. All horrible and don't care. Whereas at home, it's like Everton in the community. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> a bit harsh <laughs> on the park myself, end. Not, not hard, a bit harsh on the park end. Uh, and Laura, <laughs> said, Laura, just to finish off, said she's going to get a t-shirt with Seamus' biggest fan on it. So. I, I just want to ask Laura about this as well because she's got a bit of a Ben Godfrey thing going on. I know. She's going to have to pick. Yeah, she's going to have to... Well, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised she's already not got a T-shirt with Coleman's biggest fan on it, to be honest. So. Yeah, pyjamas. She's definitely got the same as Coleman pyjamas. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, right, so <laughs> that's, the, that's the end of an exhausting weekend, really, isn't it? I know, mate. I know. We've got so much content, though, with, from that game. Can't, yeah, just, just just buzzing like all the shows we're going to be doing this week, which is great. Yeah, and the fact that the fact that we haven't got Southampton until Monday, no, so just yeah. whole week and the weekend to just bask in the uh, the relative yeah. all. It's one of them, isn't it? Where you want to watch all the footy. Like I'm, yeah. gonna, like I'm, I'm so excited for Brighton Palace now, like which is going to be on the second half. We finish this. Like if we could go to the pub, I'd be like, who wants to come to the pub to watch <laughs> this with me? Yeah. Well, that's it. I've got a, I've got a couple of good palace mates in work, so uh, I'm hoping they do Brighton tonight. Yeah, I'll be in. I'll be in. Um, I'll be on Lock Lane watching Leeds Southampton tomorrow with a keen, keen interest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, palace are winning. Crazy, palace are winning one 0 So always oh, right. Lovely stuff. There you go. Right. There so we go. what have we got this week then? Got the. Well, we're doing what's the score on Monday. So that's, that's yeah. It. So today we've had uh, breakfast. Um, I had that's pack was good. That's pack with Matt Cheating, which is really good. And Ben is why we've been doing this now. Has just sent me 
uh, the Monday show, which has got Mosey and Dave Prentice on, which should be class. That's a lineup, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a cracking lineup. So looking forward to, to listening to that as I edit it a bit later on. Tomorrow, we've got um, Subs Weekly, which is Mike Diasha, Adam Jones, and Lyndon. So that should be decent as well. I've already got Paddy booked in for uh, weekly on Wednesday at half five. Um, he was, I asked him to come on yesterday. He was a little bit tired and grumpy, as he tends to be after an Everton weekend because he's been up. Although, in all seriousness, go and read this and Greg's piece about the, the 24 hours on the derby. because it's, oh, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Like, yeah. Definitely the best bit of Everton journalism I've, I've read this season, if not for a few years. So go and check that out if you haven't already. But um, he will be here. Uh, with his grumpy face on on Wednesday night uh, at half five. Good to see bad news boiling back. Um, yeah, I'm on a uh, I'm on kickabout with Robin Hannah this week as well. That'll be class. Yeah, I'll be back on Mailbag. Which, oh, by the way, Mailbag from last week's gone up on YouTube. So if go and watch that if you want to. Uh, I'm, all, I'm also Rob's messaging me about the video of him in the snow. Yeah, uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll put the audio of it on the weekly at the start and put the video on the start of the video so people who listen to the weekly or only the weekly will be greeted by Rob's sultry tones lying down in the snow after the Merseyside derby went to start things off that's it what, 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 what a start to the show exactly yeah exactly hopefully not many people turn off sorry Rob no no chance everyone, everyone wants more of that content <laughs> absolutely thanks for watching everyone don't forget to subscribe and watch all the other videos Stuff like that. Enjoy the rest of this week because it's going to be brilliant because what's going to stop it? We'll see you next time. Up the toffees. When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, King Supers Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the King Supers app and start your cart. Whatever the cart. King Supers. Fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kingsupers.com slash boost. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.